Welcome to The Gift Club and I'm very excited to be joined by Cathy Heath. And Cathy is the co-founder and CEO of Healthy Minds Club. She takes care of the general running of the company with a particular focus on sales and marketing. Cathy and I will be discussing how there is a huge gap in the corporate space in terms of understanding how we should engage and empower employees to take care of their own mental health and well-being to prevent issues from occurring. We will also be chatting about the launch of Healthy Minds Club, a positive mental health company dedicated to empowering its customers to prevent mental health issues and to truly thrive. It's great to have you as a guest, Cathy. Welcome. Thanks, Heidi. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So we'll touch on the extent of the issues that exist in the corporate space later, but first it would be great to get to know you a bit better, Cathy. What's your story? How do you get from financial services to positive mental health? Well, yeah, that's a good question. Well, there's a di actually a direct link, Heidi. Um, it all started when I was working in the financial services space a while ago, where I actually became very mentally ill. Um, I was so ill, I was signed off for work for three months and I physically couldn't function. Um, I couldn't get out of bed and I was diagnosed with uh, clinical depression. How did I get there? Um, a mixture of things, really. Um, unfortunately, I suffered bullying in the workplace, which got worse as my mental health declined. Um, a truckload of limiting beliefs, which played into this, and also a genetic predisposition to mental health issues without any awareness or understanding of what was happening to me or how to solve it. Um, so through this long period of recovery, I learned that it was not all my fault. My line manager um, at the time played a significant part um, in the decline of my mental health. As my outputs reduced, despite working seven o'clock in the morning to 11 at night, it was deemed as a performance issue. Um, and this was really the perfect storm to um, kind of feeding my limiting beliefs evidence that I wasn't good enough, I didn't know enough, I was a failure. Um, and, and after being a consistent high performer throughout my career and in all aspects of my life really, um, it was really soul destroying. So I was eventually given a mediocre rating and soon after diagnosed uh, as clinically depressed and signed off sick for three months. And when I came back, um, this mediocre rating actually led to my displacement. Um, at, at that point, I felt strong enough to challenge it um, and went to HR and was told that I did have a case, but as they don't like a fuss, um, I would probably be um, asked to leave quietly with a compromise agreement, regardless of the company um, playing a part in, in the situation. So as positive as ever, I decided to focus on um, doing something positive um, in my life um, and also for others. So my mission was born really, my mission to make sure that nobody else went through what I did what I did, um, and to lobby and um, to drive change in the corporate space um, around you know positive mental health and really pre preventing issues from happening in the first place. So I set about doing loads of research um, around all the possible services and uh, resources and made use of them all um, and kind of really worked on understanding myself first so that was psychotherapy, counselling, um, hypnotherapy, life coaching. I even went on a life coaching course, which was life changing for me. Um, did yoga, meditation, breathing, every, everything you can think of. And I started to map all the things actually made up my own mental health um, and how each of those experts could actually positively influence uh, my mental health and prevent issues from happening in the first place. So I kind of built my own personal resilience toolkit and met a lot of great people along the way. And I guess the next natural step from that was to bring the experts into the corporate space to, to build that and personalise that further. Um, and, and in addition to feedback that I was hearing out in the market, um, where in the incentive um, 
intensive marketing and employee benefit space, there was actually a huge gap um, in terms of positive mental health and just generally well-being uh, solutions in the marketplace. It's going back to the stats a bit. So 17 and a half million work days per year are lost to sickness related to mental health issues with a cost to our economy of around about 45 billion. What do you see is behind this, Cathy? So first of all, bear in mind that statistic was taken from a Deloitte survey, which is completed annually. And that was from early 2020, before the effect of the pandemic was truly known. So this is likely to have increased substantially since then. Um, something we'll be tracking. But I think there's a number of factors influencing this actually. And I think the first one is just a general lack of awareness of what actually mental health is. I know that we're now, it's clear that we're removing the stigma, we're driving awareness of mental health and wellbeing. Um, but there's still a lack of understanding of what makes up our mental health and how to influence it. According to Mental Health First Aid England, only 500,000 people have been trained as mental health first aiders since 2009. Wow. And out of 39.92 million people logged um, on the recent Office of National Statistics report, this represents 0.01% of the working population with the knowledge of um, how to spot mental health problems and, um, and, how, and what to do about it. The second point is actually a lack of understanding around some of the indicators around what, 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 what leads to poor mental health. Um, according to a 2020 Investors in People survey, three in four people are stressed at work, or 75%. Three in five people lose sleep due to work, which is 60%. Um, and other behaviours that are kind of culturally driven that, are, that lead to this point. So the first one is leaveism. Uh, people are just too scared to actually take leave due to a perception of losing control or not being present, um, you know, driving, which could drive more stress. Um, and then presenteeism, um, which is the ability to ever, the sorry, the lack of ability to ever switch off leading to chronic stress. Um, the third point is just a general lack of awareness around what can be done to prevent mental health issues. Um, the health and safety executive recently reported in The Guardian that there's limited evidence that mental health first aid training leads to sustained improvement in the ability of those trained to help colleagues experiencing mentally ill health. Um, and the fourth point, fourth point really is um, lots of unknowns around the impact of the pandemic. Um, according to a recent poll by Mental Health First Aid England, one in four people hadn't had any mental health check-ins during the pandemic. Um, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll see the fallout of that and we continue to do so. Um, but I mean, that's surely got to be quite a simple way to, to tackle that and to spot signs of, um, of stress and poor mental health. And I think there are kind of other drivers behind this. So um, lack of kind of, um, you know, uh, any wellbeing strategy in place, which starts with an exec sponsor, um, mental health not see, being seen as a, as a, a business risk. Um, in addition to a huge return on investment opportunity, um, um, HR leaders um, struggling to measure the well-being of the workforce overall. Um, you know, what, what are the measurements? What are the tools to do that? What should the KPIs look like? Um, struggling to actually get the budgets and prove the return on investment. Um, struggling to know where to source. Where do I start with actually finding the right suppliers and providers to build my strategy? Um, because of you know lack of understanding around the credentials, the regulations, um, and credibility, um, and really it's actually becoming quite a crowded marketplace with gimmicky tools and you know um, that really only scratch the surface of the problem, um, and, and and kind of woolly woolly terminology around well-being and wellness and um, 
kind of in some ways kind of you know veering away from what mental health actually is and then and then as a result of that you know in some cases leaders may be unaware um focusing on ticking uh, tick box exercises you know that don't actually prevent mental health issues at all and um, the top solution we've seen um across all of the employers we've spoken to is obviously the employee assist program and then they might do you know things around yoga or massage or um you know give a spa voucher um, you know, motivational speakers, all great stuff, but don't really tackle the issue um, and to prevent it happening in the first place. So Cathy, only 25% of employers have any well-being strategy in place. Why, why, do, you think, why do you think that's the case? Um, well, firstly, what I would say is that out of those 25%, um, it depends on what the well-being strategy is. As I've just said, some of them are ticky boxes and they might see an employee assist program as a well-being strategy. So I actually think this number is actually lower than, than what's been reported. Um, and so the quality of the strategy is still quite woolly and the measurement of their effectiveness is actually unclear. So <clears throat> the stat varies depending on which survey took place and what constitutes a well-being strategy. Um, so I think for me, the message is there is a, a huge gap um, and secondly, I will say that for the other 75%, it comes from a lack of understanding and evidence of how a well, winning wellbeing strategy actually contributes to best performance. There's still so much work to do um, in order to demonstrate the link between employee engagement, employee tenure, productivity, and, and you know, the return investment linked to the bottom line and the business performance. Um, what's really interesting, the 2020 Deloitte survey shows that for a proactive intervention for every one pound invested in positive mental health and wellbeing, employers will see a return on investment of five pounds. This is actually an increase from 2017 when it was four pounds for every one pound. And interestingly, where reactive intervention is adopted, the return investment is only three pounds for every one pound. So it clearly, it pays to be proactive. Where else do you get a 500% return on your investment? <laughs> and thirdly, I think uh, the measurement is key. And I think this is where we've got a big gap and there's a lot of work to do um, as an industry. And having spoke to various employers and HR professionals over the past three years, it's really clear there's there's a big gap in how to measure the well-being of the workforce as well as what to actually measure as a best practice. Um, and here at the Healthy Minds Club, we do have some tools which will enable this measurement. Great. So Healthy Minds Club seems to have a solution to helping companies beat this health and well-being pandemic we're in. So tell us this, that story now. Tell us this, the story of the birth of the Healthy Minds gift card and what can HR leaders and executive directors expect from such a product? But the Healthy Minds Club gift card was born as a holistic answer to solving uh, the challenge of proactively preventing mental health issues in one simple and effective solution. So we, we can do two things really, is immediately give you a proactive um, well-being and positive mental health solution that gives your employees a personalised resilience toolkit. And also we can support with the measurement so we can give all the aggregated data um, that measures the well-being of the workforce, as well as some of the um, early warning signs and the key indicators um, that are actually being seen through your organisation. And obviously give that back to your employers to plug back into the well-being um, uh, strategy and to try and drive that from a positive perspective. Um, so, so just to reiterate, it's a simple yet effective way for employers um, to really invest in empowering positive mental health um, and, and so what we've done is we've mapped what makes up our mental health 
in order to identify those trigger points, those early warning signs um, of what is a problem or could become a problem in the future. Um, and we pick that up initially, and then we connect the employee with the relevant expert um, in order to address this issue. And as I said, build the personalised resilience toolkit. So in addition to that methodology, what we've done is we've onboarded a very select um, portfolio of experts. Um, and the panel really have been screened um, according to their credentials, their qualifications, their insurance, and most importantly, the alignment with our values around promoting positive mental health. So leaders can really get hold of gift cards in bulk direct or di directly from us. We can either provide codes um, for them to distribute themselves with a nice little email, or we can distribute them to the employee directly with any bespoke messaging, branding, um, whatever's required and fits within the wellbeing strategy, really. And then we work in partnership with HR leaders to share that data. Um, and as I said, plug back into that wellbeing strategy. So simple, effective, um, but with immediate results and, um, and some data to back that up. I think it's great. I just love how your personal stories paved that way for your entrepreneurship in this space, Cathy. I think it's obvious that majority of companies are ignorant about this subject, but not, not on purpose. And it obviously comes down to the education. That's where it needs to start at the leadership level first. And it seems that Healthy Minds Club can help with the strategies to identify what it is, the signs of mental health issues, and most importantly, how to prevent it. Um, and what is more, Healthy Minds Club can provide solutions too. And the fact that your gift cards can be bought instantly, this can provide a really quick solution before someone in the workplace shows signs of needing help from one of your experts. Um, I think it's been a, a really insightful chat, Cathy. You've got loads of stats to share. Um, and I'm really excited about, about this and, you, and the future of Healthy Minds Club. And it's been great to have you participate. Thank you so much. Me too. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks a lot.